This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast where we desire to provide a place of connection, rest and encouragement for those of us on the journey with Jesus Christ and I am Sister Miriam James and we are most excited to welcome you to episode 3. And I'm actually at the beach. I do have to say I'm not I'm not complaining. I've got a beautiful view outside of my window and we woke up Heather very early this morning cuz she's she took one for the team again, but that's what happens when you live in the Pacific uh, time zone <laughs> and join with Michelle as well. So ladies, um, we're going to, we're going to, we got a good, we got a good episode today about pruning and it's hard to tell when I'm like drinking coffee at the beach, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're not in that season I, of life, right? Okay. The second oh, girl, I've been there for years. So I was like, just have some coffee. Okay. <laughs> Heather, how are you? You're the, you're up early. Yeah. So I'm going to give you first, first dibs here on greeting our listeners on episode three. Well, yes, I'm doing well this morning, and I have a little update because in our last episode, I was telling everybody that we're considering getting a puppy. Uh, so <laughs> we made a decision, and we're getting a puppy. I <laughs> <laughs> we're so excited. What? Yeah, so we're we're Are getting you... a mini a mini Australian Shepherd, and um, our kids have been watching Lord of the Rings for the first time. <laughs> and so they have aptly named the dog Samwise Gamgee. Of course they have, because there's no other name but the name because of Samwise. Because there is no other name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're super excited. He's not here yet because he's still a little pup. So we're waiting a couple more weeks till we get him. So yeah, that's the new news around our house. How are you, Michelle? I am good. Like we said, we were recording early, really early for Heather, but eight o'clock early for us. And so I have kids that are have a bajillion games today. So I'm like, get a Gatorade, get your shoes, get, hold on. I got to find my headphones for my podcast. What are we doing? <laughs> you know, like just keeping it real. So um, I just pray that we sound somewhat coherent and intelligent. Well, well, I don't think I'll know if I'll sound intelligent, but somewhat coherent <laughs> today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have go. realistic yeah. expectations. <laughs> Seriously, like these thoughts will finish themselves. You know, we're hoping that happens, but um, we're good. Sister Miriam's down where I am. So she actually spent two days with uh, me before she went to the conference. And um, I think we went to some really great restaurants. Um, we did. We like to eat. So I mean, did. I can come to your house and eat anytime. I have no problem with that. So yes, I am at actually at a teen conference at uh, on the beautiful beach here. So I'm going to spend the weekend with a couple hundred teens and just pray with them and hopefully impart goodness, truth and beauty to them and receive the same as well. So I mean, any, and I'll use anything as an excuse to visit you, Michelle Benzinger. So <laughs> 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 especially at the uh-huh. beach yes. it was really especially. funny though when she fl- when she flew in i told her um i had made a meal for my family and she walked in i said do not say you want to eat here or i'll just eat here with family we are going out just the two of us so don't say like no we can just eat here we're going out to dinner just the two of us and so <laughs> so we can really talk and she's like okay let's go so it was really funny she's like Shh, don't, don't be telling them that it was great yeah we had a great, so, we had a great uh yeah Great day. So, well, dear friends, we are, Lent is early this year. We're going to talk a bit more about that. We've got a really cool journey to invite you on with us this Lent. And, but we're going to talk today about the pruning process. So we're going to use John chapter 15 verses one and two. It's our guide for our discussion today. So uh, John says, uh, well, Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the keeper of the vineyard. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit 
and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes to make it even more fruitful. So maybe we could talk a little bit about what the pruning process is ladies. And cause we all know it and all of us know it in our lives in different ways and, and why it's so hard, you know? So we, all of us, you know, we have all these branches and all of us and our deepest desire want to be fruitful. We want to be beautiful. We want to be life givers and life bearers, but we all know that life has seasons and we go through many processes. So Michelle, when you think about that and you think about the pruning process and kind of what that looks like in your life, how would you describe that to our listeners? What is that process for you when Christ does that in your life? Well, I, when we were talking about this episode, of course, um, you know, I always love to study uh, vineyards and vine dressers, and I've done it before um, because this has been such an ongoing theme, you know, in my life. And um, the all about pruning, like the definition of pruning is you, you can trim or you can cut back or you can pinch back or you can um, literally cut the whole thing off. But what you do is it to make it the um, the vine or the plant healthier. Like it's all about health and for the plant to thrive and abundant. Mm. And so at beginning, it starts with pain, you know, and um, a vine dresser has he um, the pruner has four tools. It says he has his fingers to pinch off dead blooms. He uses clippers for selective pruning. And he uses shears to shape plants Ooh. for a well-rounded appearance. Whoa. And then he can use a, I know, <laughs> or he can use a saw to cut heavy wood to, to restructure saw. the plants. I mean, you have four areas. Like, I mean, all right, is God pruning just like little dead bl- blooms where he snaps it off with his fingers? Or is he using the clippers to, you know, prune like this exact little thing that you need out of your life? Or is he using shears, you know, to make you well-rounded appearance? Or, I mean, or is he just taking a (laughs) hacksaw and just knocking the whole darn thing down? Like, I was like, ouch. But um, I remember this when I was praying about this episode this morning. When I was visiting a vineyard and talking to a vine dresser, he said, um, the vine dresser is never uh, more closer to a plant than when he is pruning it. And that just, oh, girl. and that just mm. stood out to me, you know? And so like, all right, Lord, what season am I in of pruning? And I think um, for me, I would probably say like, okay, he is like using the um, shears, like to get like selective pruning, like in this season, selective pruning. And I think that goes along with your, the area that he's pruning usually goes along with the word of the year where he wants to bear fruit. I mean, he only prunes oh. to bear fruit, to bear abundance. So for me, like mm-hmm. one of my words is sustainability, you know, and one of the areas that I really have to work on because I'm such an ADD creative personality and just the family that I grew up in is consistency. You know, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. I'm going to stick to it and commitment. And so for me, I can't make decisions based on feelings or how I feel. And that's really, I mean, it's been challenging, you know, and I've had to put some things in place. But for me, I've also had to ask people to hold me accountable on that. And um, Mm. I realized I like accountability, but I really don't like accountability in some areas (laughs) because it causes us to grow, you know. And um, Mm -hmm. I've been asking my husband to hold me accountable on this. And he's like, are you sure you really want me to hold you accountable? And I'm like, no, I really am. But the question in me is um, a good friend and mentor in mine and always ask me, do you want to grow or not? You know, do you want to do the hard things to grow or not? Or do you want to stay the same? Do you want to be the most mm. abundant that God has ordained you to be? Or do you just want to stay the same? And, um, you know, like, let's be honest. We like our comfort. We don't want to stay mm-hmm. the same. And so we have to enter into the pruning process or we're going to stay the same. And I also remember one other thing that the vine dresser said, and it still um, 
sticks in my head, and the scripture talks about it a lot too in different places. If a vineyard gets overgrown, it takes years and years and years to restore. Where he says, like, if you, um, you know, manually prune, like daily or weekly or monthly, the fruit stays, um, even though it's a little bit painful, it grows abundantly and you doesn't take years or years or years to restore, you know? Mm. So if we don't enter into this pruning process, you know, God has to really come back and restore a lot instead of the everyday gradual pruning that needs to happen in our lives. And um, yeah, so that is where I'm at. What about you, Heather? Yeah, I love this topic and I hate this topic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, I, I think we all have experienced times where we've gone through pruning and it never feels good. You know, it never feel it's never comfortable, like you said, um, but it is the way for new growth to happen. My mom is like an amazing gardener and she has beautiful, like, they've lived in the same property for many, many years. And so they just have beautiful trees and flowers, like mature growth and all of that. But every year, you know, I'll see the trees and some of them get cut back quite far. And I'm like, that looks ridiculous. You know, like that tree was so beautiful. Why would you do that? You know, and then all of a sudden the spring comes and it is just like bursting forth with all of these new blooms and new life. And I've seen it over and over again that that process of pruning in a, in a plant is essential for its beauty. Um, for it to reveal like everything that it's meant to reveal. And I think it's very similar for us too. You know, sometimes it's removing those dead branches, but sometimes it's so that we we can just bear more fruit, you know, bear more more beauty and more of who we are. And, um, and that process in my life, yeah, it's been painful, you know, but it always has borne good fruit. And I think there's a difference between sometimes we always think that we have to do the work, but in what you were describing, Michelle, it's the vine dresser that does it. He's the one that's doing the pruning. It's like you just have to let it happen. You have to let the vine dresser do it, you know. And and I love that part because often we tend to take control of things too often and think, okay, I have to work harder. And that's what the world will say. You know, that's often what a lot of our New Year's resolutions are about. It's like, I'm going to do the work. I have to try harder. I have to root things out. And yes, we do have to cooperate, you know, but sometimes it's just allowing God to do the work in us. Um, to carefully and to trust him. You know, I think that's what it takes at the end of the day is trust that he doesn't do things to hurt us. He doesn't allow things to happen so that we'll be hurt. You know, he he allows things to happen and can turn it into into good things for us that will bear good fruit. Mm-hmm. Sister, what are some of your in- initial thoughts? Oh, gosh, I I love what both of you have said so far. It's just so true. And my mom also has a lot of fruit trees in, you know, in her garden. And she we were talking about it uh, some time ago. And she came to visit me in Texas. And obviously, some of the vegetation that grows in Texas is different than Washington. And she was talking about how, you know, when she goes out in the fall, you know, to, to, tr- to prune things or, you know, there's different times of year she goes out to prune different things. And she was talking about somebody who she had asked to prune one of the trees, I think it was one of the apple trees. And they didn't know what they were doing. And they cut it so far back, they actually killed it. And so she talked about the fine art of of pruning, of how you have to trim it back enough, but you can't over trim it. Otherwise, it'll actually kill the, the tree. And I was thinking about that, of how God does that with us, like his desire is to bring us good fruit, but he'll never over trim us, <laughs> even when it feels like, you know, he, he wouldn't do that. And so he comes into our life and because he's the artist, he's the creator, he knows 
you know, Michelle and I are having a great conversation about, you know, the prophetic imagination of God knows what we're destined, what our destiny is. And so he knows the masterpiece as C.S. Lewis would talk about that, that we're, we are a masterpiece. He knows the masterpiece to which he has envisioned us to become. And so he very, very delicately and very assiduously and very succinctly prunes us according to that masterpiece, which he has created us to be. And I, I think he does it in all the different ways. You know, he does it by, by pinching off the blooms. He does it by tr- trimming the branches. He does it sometimes by just sawing off branches, knowing what the future will hold. And I think the trust is important and looking at our lives and like, what, what kind of fruit is my life bearing? You know, because God would never instill, you know, these things of darkness in us. Uh, you know, he allows things to happen in our life for whatever reason, but it is always ultimately for a resurrection. And so I think that reality of trust you know, we've talked about like our words for the year of foundations of sustainability of rest, like those speak of deep things. And am I trusting that God, you know, am I going to choose to release my grasp on my idea of control of how these things should look like versus the receptivity of what God is putting into my life? And I know for myself, that's a very deep conviction he puts in my life every day of, you know, what, what is he placing in my life? And I'm going, am I going to accept it? Um, or am I going to rebel against it? So it's like some days I push off the vine dresser. I'm like, I don't want that pruned off. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> or let me do it my way. Let me do it first. And he's just so good. God is just so, you know, so good to us. (laughs) Yeah. I love what you were saying there, sister. It reminds me of the story of the artist, Michelangelo. Um, There's a story where it says like he was walking through a garden in Florence and he saw this block of marble that was like covered in dirt and moss and whatever. And he just like suddenly stops and, and turns to one of his friends and he says, there's an angel imprisoned in that marble. And I, and I have to get him out, you know? And so he had this chisel and he just began to work at the block of marble until this angel, this beautiful angel emerged. And I think that's very similar um, that God sees like beyond like what some of the exterior things that we have, or even under the surface, you know, what's there. And he can see the beauty that he, he wants to shape us into something beautiful. It's, he doesn't just do it to hurt us, you know, Um, which often I think we misunderstand deep in our hearts. This may not be like, the thought that you have in the forefront of your mind. But I think sometimes subconsciously or under the surface, we have this suspicion, you know, that, that God is doing something to hurt us, that it isn't actually for our good. And this comes from the garden. You know, this is from, from Eden, that suspicion deep in the heart of Adam and Eve, that God didn't intend their good, that he was holding out on them. And um, so I think this is one area in our life in the pruning process where it's very similar to Michelangelo, you know, mm-hmm. he, he can see who we are, who we really are. And that's the intention behind it. Mm. And I think um, going back to like in this pruning process, he's close, like he is so close and it's a way to, um, oh. and when we allow ourselves to enter into this pruning process or allow whatever is coming up in our hearts, um, he wants to take it away to give us abundance. He wants to take it away to reveal, you know, like a sister said, the masterpiece of a, who we are. But he also wants us to go through the process with him to understand him and know him in a deeper way than we've known him before. That he will hold us close, that he will be tender, that he will be, um, you know, trustworthy, that he is good. Like, I mean, I think everything that he allows mm-hmm. us to go through, he wants us to know and, and ex- not only know in our head, but experience in our heart and our very gut that he is good and he is fun. And um, like we said, uh, sister and I have been together last day and a half before, and we've had some really just um, co- 
good conversations about God and who he is in our lives. I think in both of our conversations, she teared up one talking about him and I teared up on another one. And then I'm thinking like, okay, (laughs) this is a beautiful thing like that. We're both getting emotional talking about who he is, you know, and not in a girly whatever way, but in a way because he affects us so much. And he is, loves us so much and he is good. And when you um, experience and realize that, I mean, it is the game changer, you know? And so when I know that he is good and I can trust his character, I will go through this process. Mm -hmm. I know that even if it's painful and there's a death, that there will be a resurrection. That even if it's painful, that he can do imaginably more than I can think he will do. That, um, and it may not look like I think it's going to look. And he keeps on showing me what I do know is true is his character and his goodness. What I don't know is his methods <laughs> and yeah. how he's going to bring and his timing. Yes. And, you know, so, and I just have to trust who he is and I'm going to have to be obedient to what he's asked and I have to let go of how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. And so, and um, that's the process and that's the journey. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's so true. Gosh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. There are so many things about it that we can't control. And and that's what I think is hard. It drives us crazy. It does. <laughs> it's so hard for so many of us. It's like, okay, can you not do that now? I have so many other things going on. I don't want to deal with this. You know, we want to shove it aside and to also trust that, yeah, his timing is right, that he knows exactly what he's doing. Well, and the whole purpose is to bring us deeper into him. This is all about intimacy. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, his whole thing is to bring us, he is the true vine. So he's bringing us deeper into who he is. That's the, that's the whole goal is heaven. <laughs> that's the whole goal, right? And the healing of relationships and the healing of hearts and the healing of, of who we are in body, mind, and soul. It's, it's wholeness, it's integration. So, you know, he doesn't prune us just to prune us. He prunes us to deep, to bring us more deeply into who we truly are, which is in his heart. Yeah. That's where we live. That's right. And if we don't have the goal of heaven and intimacy and, and love in our, in, in our mind, none of this makes sense. Why would we do this? (laughs) Why would we let this happen? You know? Um, But I think like you were saying, Michelle, over and over again, as I continue to journey with God and, you know, I've been journeying with God since I was, like seriously, since I was 17 years old. And I've seen over time, you know, like how faithful he is, how these processes turn out in the end. And it's, you're, you're right. You're exactly right. That it doesn't end with pruning. It doesn't Mm -hmm. end with death or stripping away. It, It always brings about new life. And that is the Christian life. That's essentially what we believe, uh, not just, you know, in regards to the life of Jesus, but that that should be happening at every point in our own journey, you know, that we're experiencing that, those deaths and resurrections over and over again. And that's why I think, you know, we never should have just one testimony. It's like, here's my testimony of when Jesus came into my life. It's like over and over again, we should have testimonies of of what he has done. And how he has, you know, reshaped us and brought about new fruit and healed us and made us whole again. Amen. That's mm. truly, that's truly living, you know, with him, journeying with him. And that, and that's like the circle of life. Sorry, Lion King. I mean, that's circle <laughs> of life. She, she's singing she, this early in the morning. People, go, Heather. Go. She's here all day, people. Don't forget to tip your waitress. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, somebody's been like, I, somebody's been sending me these podcasts and, um, 
one of this it was it's by this uh, professor out of canada eh? so kim heather you would appreciate nice. that but he was talking about how just from a psychological standpoint you know about the struggle he was relating it to jacob wrestling with god but he said the struggle is not the issue he said it's actually through the struggle whether it's through god or with others and say marriage or relationships he's like that's how we get stronger so he said through the struggle what's revealed is what needs to die and what needs to live so he said, for us to continually become full human beings, he was just speaking about it on a purely you know, psychological standpoint. He said, there's parts of us that always has to die so other parts of us can live. And he's like, it's striking that balance of, you know, if you're suffering in your life, he's like, all of us want to alleviate the suffering. So, but he's like, we're not going to alleviate the suffering by becoming bitter and resentful and then turning against being and turning against others. He said, really, he said in, in, in life, he said, it's the cross. He's like, not even theologically. He's like, it's, it's the cross really that represents voluntary suffering. So he says, when you and I can lay down our lives for a greater cause, whether that's something small or something big, he said that actually alleviates suffering and it brings new life into the world. And I'm like driving. I'm like, <laughs> you preach it, professor, like go on brother. But yeah. I think we're afraid of the struggle. And I know for myself, like part of me, I just don't want to be pruned because I just want to be left alone. I, like, I fear the pruning. I fear the struggle. Yeah. And I was so just illumined that day when he's like, the struggle is not the issue. Like that's a part of the process. He's, you know, so we lay down our lives and we allow the struggle to take place. He's like, that's exactly what makes us stronger. And you think of it, anything else, like M Michelle's totally getting her butt kicked working out this week, you know, and it's a struggle of, you know, sometimes it's your butt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's hey, literally well. your butt struggle. <laughs> it is your butt. And, but that's how you get stronger. And I just, I can't tell you, I'm so needed to hear that that day. I had such a rough week and oh my gosh, I'm like, Lord, amen. Like you sent me this word through a podcast or professor in Canada who I will probably never meet in my life. That was really helpful for me in this whole pruning process. Cause God is always after our hearts always. Mm, yeah. And so completely after his heart. Yeah. It was so funny. Like talking about letting things go and letting your vine be overgrown. Um, since I moved down to Florida, I stopped really working out like I did before, like before we moved out. I was teaching exercise classes five days a week. But then I moved to Florida and I stopped exercising regularly. Like who moves to Florida and stops exercising? <laughs> but um, yeah. So I've really started back and committed and I've been doing like, uh, like interval workouts, but I started doing pure bar and that is no joke. So literally I cannot bend down right now. Like if someone drops a napkin <laughs> or someone on Chris is like, go kiss the kids goodnight. I'm like, I can't walk up those stairs. My thighs hurt so bad. I can't but even like, kiss my children. Children, good night. Oh, good night. I like it hurts. His sister's laughing at me, like, you walking a little slow, girl? I'm like, hush, the struggle is real. This vineyard is overgrown, baby. <laughs> and it's taken some time to get it pruned back. I, I had to and pick so, her up and carry her up the stairs. It was really awkward, uh, but I did it. You know, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So, but it's good. You know, it is all good. And yeah, like sister said, um, I was reading something that was sent to me this week um, by Brother Isaiah. He's a CFR, and he's working on a new project, and he was talking about the struggle and the struggler. And he said, life is a beautiful struggler. Struggle, and we are strugglers, but we're not victims. And I think that's the difference. We are not victims, you know? Um, and that Brother Isaiah has a lot of spiritual wisdom. Um, but, and that just stuck in my head, you know? We can be, life is a beautiful struggle, but we're not victims to it. You know, we are overcomers. That's what scripture Amen. says, you know, and we are resurrected people. And um, as John Paul II says, so just uh, leaning into who we are, that we are overcomers, but we do have to go through the process. And we, man, don't we do everything? Like we avoid it, like detour it instead of just going through it. And it would probably be less painful if we would just walk in, you know, and, um, you know, that trusting it trusting the process of walking through whatever he has for us so we can bear abundant fruits. Um, 
you know, and I'm reading The Last Battle from C.S. Lewis. And if anyone follows me on social media, you, on Instagram, you know I will because I've posted like probably a bajillion C.S. Lewis quotes in the last couple of weeks. But um, I mean, it's been like an epiphany. I'm like, oh, listen to that. But one of my favorite ones, it says, but courage, child, we are all between the paws of the one true Aslan. And I just love that image that like we are safely secure between the lion, you know, that he has us and take courage in that and go through whatever he's trying to prune in us, go through it. He is good. He is faithful and he will bring fruits and it hurts, but it's a beautiful redemption on the other side. And it's always for our restoration and redemption. And he's trustworthy in that with our hearts and our safety, you know, Mm. Amen. Yeah, and amen. And I wonder if we could talk just really briefly about what does personal fruit look like? So how do I know? You know, people talk about take up your cross. And sometimes it's, (laughs) I don't know like what cross they're taking up, but it's it's something, you know, it's not really the cross God is giving. Because we know that when God gives us crosses, fruit is always evident. So maybe the two of you, Heather, you want to talk about like, what is, if when God's pruning you, or you're looking at your life and you're seeing fruit in your life, what, what does your personal fruit look like? How do you know you're really taking up the cross God has given you versus maybe something else in your life that's just kind of going around in circles? Can you tell people the difference in your own heart? Yeah, you know, I think there's different areas that God will lead us into these pruning processes and we have to cooperate, you know, like, so for Michelle, she's going to the exercise classes, she's making herself available um, for it to happen. You, you might have to go to counseling or, you know, there's other places uh, that that this refining of sorts can happen. And I think the fruit that I see in my own life, like when I enter into these processes is fruit that lasts, you know? It is truly the fruit that lasts. There are things that come and go, things I do on my own effort, my own power that often, you know, fruit will come and, <laughs> will come and go. It could be like a short burst of fruit and then it's it's over because I I tap out or I, you know, yeah, like I just I don't I don't sustain it. Um but God wants the fruit that will last, and that's what I've seen in my own life in areas that I've really allowed him to dig deep. And I'm in one of those processes right now. You know, I'm at the beginning of him calling me into the deep again. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be painful. This is going to be painful. But I have enough moments in my life that I'm like, I know it's good. I know it. I know it's good. And so I just want to speak to that just briefly for those listeners that you maybe haven't journeyed with God for a long time yet. And, and you're just unsure. He is good. Whatever process he has you in and whatever he's pruning in your life, um, he he will bring about good fruit and fruit that will last. And I think that's that's what we want. You know, we want the abundant fruit. And yeah, Michelle, how about you? I think for me, when I know that it's fruit that it will last, like Heather says, but it brings about a peace in me, um, like something that brings about peace in me that I know like when I am really entering a process, like, you know, when you're striving or you're trying to do or it exhausts you, you know, like you're like, oh, you know, I know I'm doing it under my own power, but I also know um, when it is internal fruits, I can see like it has an internal um, perspective to it. You know, like when I disciple someone and I can see them really experiencing God for the first time or when I'm parent in a way where I know my kids get a glimpse of God. When I love Chris in a way where I know like I am loving him like I should be. I see the fruit, like, you know, a look between the two of us or a moment or that connection between the two of us. I know that is fruit that will last. But even in the Lord, when I allow him to shape my attitudes or when he prunes something in me, like um, 
I was telling sister, I was looking, I start going back to traveling and speaking and I haven't been able, I stopped doing it for like nine months and took a little break. And I was looking at my schedule for February, March and April and in the summer. And I was looking at it and I was kind of like, oh, you know, here we go again. And I really felt like God was speaking to my spirit. Like I'm inviting you to be on mission with me, little brats. And um, (laughs) don't act like you're doing me a favor. And it was like something like hit my heart. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. And it was truly, it was like an attitude, you know, I had to repent of this. And then when I really repented of this and, um, you know, actually took it to confession, like, I am so sorry. There was um, an excitement, you know, like, and I mean, I was already excited about what I was doing, but there was an excitement, but there was also a grace, like, okay, he will take care of the details of getting out of the house and coming back, you know? And um, we listened to something yesterday and it was like, if he calls you, there's an obedience to it and your obedience, there's also a grace to it also. So respond to that grace. And when I respond to mm-hmm. that obedience and grace, there is a peace and a fruit and an energy that comes, you know, that I can do this and this is what I'm called to and um, that it is, you know, really good and fun. Like, like God can be following him as an adventure. It is delightful. I mean, it can be hard at times, but also it can be a lot of fun at times too. And I think I forget that. What about you, sister? Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree with both of you. I, I, well, I like to look at my life also in the light of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you know, of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, you know, those gifts and I, I those fruits. And I, I, if I see those growing in my life, I know that I'm walking in the ways of the Holy Spirit. But if I see the other, you know, other fruits that are much darker, that are not really fruits, they're more like bitter weeds, <laughs> then I can tell right away. So it's interesting just kind of discerning in the day to day, like what kind of fruit am I bearing or what kind, what's my attitude right now? You know, That's a good what question. is God? what is God kind of birthing in my life? And I just, I think more and more lately have been convicted of what are my motivations? Like even in the small things, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know? And I, I'm surprised at times, you know, where like my motivations are not, um, they're not wholly uh, pure. They're not like, I'm like, why am I saying this? Or why do I want to do this? And I have to go back to the Holy Spirit. I'm like, okay, all right, what am I, what's my deeper desire? Kind of like, what is your, you know? So like, it's like that discernment of what are the fruits that are growing and that, you know, like that are to be eternal fruit, uh, but like the day to day, I guess, obviously I'm clearly I'm all about the day to day right now. <laughs> so I'm kind of seeing like what God is doing and what the fruit of that is, you know, like what's, is it darkness or is it light? Is it bringing me toward God or is it pulling me away from God in fear or anxiety or, you know, all the worries of the world? Like what, what's, what's the, what's the tangible fruit of that? So. But, um, man, ladies, we are out of time already. We want to actually, so we want to tell you listeners, okay, so we're going to rock at this Lent. We are going to do, if you'd love to come on this little adventure with us, we're going to do a book study for Lent. So we're going to do a, a, a series and our book. Now, Michelle, I feel like, do you want to tell them what the book is? Like, this is your baby. So I feel like you should drop this announcement. What do you want to say? <laughs> well, we are doing the first ever Abiding Together book study. And if you know me, I'm excited about books. But I think this book is probably one of the, I think it's a spiritual classic. But we are going to do, I think it's just a foundational piece for spiritual reading. But we are going to do, um, should you do like a drum roll, sister, or something like that? Dun, da, da, da. Uh, we're going to do Life of the Beloved by Henry Nowen, which um, if you have not yay. if you have not read it, you'll get to read it with us. If you have read it, you need to reread it because it's one of those ones like I even started again. I think I've read it like three times and there's something always new, a new epiphany that stands out, a new foundational piece of my heart that needs to be revealed. Um, it's just a great, great book. So we are going to journey through Lent with that book. And I think it'll be a great resource to whatever 
um, else you're doing for Lent, you know, or um, mm-hmm. it'd be a great one to talk about with, you know, your family, your girlfriend, your husband, whatever. So yeah, that is what we're doing. That's going to be awesome. So we're going to, if you want to join us, go ahead and go and get that book either on Amazon or Kindle. And we're just going to go through it week by week and chapter by chapter and just talk about it and discuss it. So it'll be a very easy journey with us. So if you want to come with us, but we just want to give you a little heads up to get you ready for that. So by the week of February 14th, which is when Ash Wednesday is ladies, like what's up with that? <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, well, we're going to talk about that then. So, so get, get on it, ladies and gentlemen, wife of the beloved for Lenten book series. And our one thing we've come to the end now, our one thing. So Heather, do you have a one thing for our episode three? I feel like a star Wars series, like our episode three <laughs> this week. <laughs> that was mine last week. I'm not going to talk about star Wars. Stop me, people. Stop me. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So there's this song that has been out for quite some time. It's not a new song. It's been out for a couple of years, but it's called Closer by Life Point Worship. And I just started playing it again this week, and it's the one that's been on repeat. It's just such a beautiful song, a beautiful prayer. Um, so I hope you'll check it out. We'll post it on the website. Michelle, what's your one thing? My one thing is, uh, once again, I want to get a, a shout out to all the groups that are meeting and going through our podcast together. That means a lot to us. Like we don't take that lightly it does. that you guys meet together. And I love that it's organic. Like I love that you're just gathering women and doing it like go disciples. You like y'all are really amazing. And I came across, um, Katie Fitzgerald, she's in a a creative group with me, and she had posted a beautiful print she had made of one of Sister Miriam's quotes when we were doing the Feminine Genius series um, that says, Mm -hmm. it was so beautiful. And she was doing it for all the people that were coming together, all the ladies that were coming to talk about Feminine Genius. They were doing the podcast together at St. Mary's. And so I'm going to put the beautiful print that Katie did. And I just want to give a shout out to Katie and all the women at St. Mary's and all the other groups that are meeting together. It means a lot to us that you're journeying with us. And um, we would love to hear what the fruit that God is doing in your life through that. So it's amazing. Sister Miriam, what about you? Well, mine is also a song and, uh, I've been listening to Spotify, like y'all's playlist. I just love your playlist. So I've been like wearing those out, but there's been a couple songs that I've absolutely loved and I'm, I'm kind of late to the game. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life. Probably like being a nun. I live like in 1980. Okay. So, but, uh, <laughs> one of, yeah, if you one, could stop wearing those parachute pants and acid wash jeans, that'd be good. No, just kidding. You actually wash jean habit girl. It's just killing me girl here. Okay. That is an awesome image. Okay. Sorry, sister. So it's actually two songs. One of us, one of them is a song by, uh, I believe, Antoine Bradford. Uh, the song is called Safe. And it's a, a song that he wrote for his wife. And and he says, you know, if, if loving you is putting me in danger, I don't want to be safe. And it's about his life of willing to risk his life for his beloved, like to fight wow. for her heart. And I just... I was like blown away by it. I, I just, it's absolutely just beautiful on so many levels, but it's really the song of Christ and, you know, his love for us, it, it put him in great danger, right? Mortal danger. And he, that's what he says to us. Is, if loving you is putting me in danger, that I want to be safe. I want to be for you. And so the song, so it's safe by Antoine Bradford. And then the song beyond the blue by Josh Garrels. I, that song rocked me and I love it. It's just such a beautiful free song. And it speaks to our deepest hopes of, you know, just letting go of what we can't hold on to for our, the hope beyond the blue. And it's just, the, the lyrics are great. So beyond the blue, Josh Garrels safe by Antoine Bradford. And those songs are just speaking to my soul right now. Nice. So, yeah. 
Well, dear friends, thank you for joining us on the pruning series. Get your shears out. (laughs) And we look forward to journeying with you uh, next week as well. If you liked our episode, would you please share it with a friend? Thank you so much. We we get so much great feedback from people. Thank you for all of your word of mouth, just sharing our episodes, sharing our podcast. We're so grateful. So you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on abidingtogetherpodcast.com. If you go to our website, you'll see discussion questions for every episode and um, just give it, leave us a review, leave us a rating. We'd love to hear from you. And we are so delightful that you're on the journey with us. So until next time, dear friends, we will be abiding together. Have a wonderful week and God bless you.